0: In this month of February, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, David Malfara, Rabid Dog in a Barbie car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and the one and only Enza
1: Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy and I'm Steve. And this- is streaming things, continuing our coverage of The Last of Us, but this time, we're doing a mailbag. (laughs) Mailbag. A lot of you have sent in emails. We've curated some that we thought might Start a good conversation. Yeah, you know, some good little quips, tips, questions, Easter eggs, pills, babies we may have missed. those little like those little conversation starter cards that you get for failing marriages. That's kind of what these emails are. We just pull them out of a hat. And,
2: I needed one of those. <laughs> yeah, <you> what, did. <laughs> wait a minute. I got a box of those on my nightstand.
1: That's right.
0: I got the soundboard up. Your marriage
1: head. just started. <laughs> Uh, but we could have read every single one of these emails they were all great but we're just gonna pick out some that we have time for uh, we appreciate you guys listening we're a little over halfway through uh season one of the last of us now so we thought it was a good time to check in with the audience and answer some questions that have been sent in um so let's do it let's get let's dive right in but you can always join the conversation by emailing streamingthingspod at gmail.com you can uh sign up for our patreon at patreon.com streaming things and subscribe for to a variety of tiers to get a, a plethora a myriad you of might call uh uh-huh. a of rewards yeah. and bonus content and things like that. We would very much appreciate if you would do that. Uh, but if nothing else, you can support the show for free at any time by just rating and reviewing the show, uh, wherever you're listening to this uh, and, and in a positive way, that's the helpful way. Just to be clear, <laughs> you can say whatever you want in content, but five stars. So like worst show I've ever seen that dude's hideous can't stand his face five stars that's fine
0: that, that's a real one
1: that's the only way that's I'll a real review that. we've gotten yeah oh, nice. i was like thanks mom <laughs> um but yeah let's dive right into the the first email let's 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 waste no time this comes in from andrew d andrew all right damn it i've been quiet long enough wanted to write this before i forgot first off i'm 100 team oatmeal raisin oh sorry another Steve. One. but you have you ever tried an oatmeal raisin cookie before it's got the little cranberry raisins in it Fantastic, and he did a little chef's kiss symbol mm. emoji. Also, raspberry cheesecake cookies got to be on the Mount Rushmore of cookies. I this, I agree with one hundred percent. I've never had a raspberry cheesecake cookie. Oh my yeah. gosh,
0: they sell them at Subway of all places, and those <laughs> Subway's
1: are, got everything. Yeah,
0: they got everything there.
1: I haven't been to Subway since <laughs> the aughts. It's
0: probably like it's probably like cheesecake, raspberry, and sawdust, but it's a good cookie. Yeah. You know? I like
2: cheesecake. I like raspberry.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I would like it just a, it's a weird cookie it's to pull out. Esquire I don't know if it's on the Mount Rushmore. I think you got to go chocolate chip. You got to go oatmeal raisin, peanut uh, butter, Ooh, a
2: peanut butter, a peanut butter and then a white,
1: mm. what a white chocolate macadamia nut, Ooh. I don't know, like a classic sugar cookie.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Or how like about a, a uh, snickerdoodle? A,
2: snick, <laughs> a snickerdoodle. A snick or doodle. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Either one. Take your pick. Andrew goes on. Actually, now that I think about it, save this for the mailbag. Huh? Well, we did. What is on? <laughs> <laughs> what is on y'all's Mount Rushmore of cookies? I should have kept reading. There you go. Uh, think about it.
0: <laughs> asked and answered, <laughs> yeah. or answered
1: Nailed and asked. It. Love the coverage, guys. Have a good one. Thank you, Andrew. Our next email came in early on after our first episode of the Last of Us coverage, where we kind of uh, made a flush because we know very little about Indonesia. And we actually uh, talked about this at the time and corrected ourselves, but just to get the exact wording, this comes in uh, from Sonny. Hi, Chris, Andy, and Steve. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Love the recap and review of The Last of Us. Love the TV series so far. As an Indonesian, It was a thrill watching one of the greatest Indonesian actors on an international hit. I didn't know that that person was a famous uh, Indonesian actor either. Well, Now you do. Now I do. But one error in the subtitle irked me. The scientist's name is Ratna, not Ibu Ratna. Ibu in Indonesian is an honorific to address older women similar to Ms. or Mrs. A more accurate subtitle would be Mrs. Ratna or even Professor Ratna. Also, in addition to Indonesia having the largest flour mill in the world, it's also near the equator. So it's super hot here, which makes sense that the outbreak started there. I thought that was really cool. Love your show. Also, I made a comment at the time uh, about how Ratna was just picked up by the, mm-hmm. the military police. And I thought that was strange that everybody was just kind of like, oh, I guess that's OK. Um but she goes on to say, also in the late 90s and early aughts was a time of political unrest in Indonesia following the downfall of President Sukarno. Definitely a time where a random person could be summoned by the military and never return. So her fear of being taken by the authorities definitely makes sense. So uh, good to have that.
0: Yeah, that's a really great email. I learned a lot through there. Uh, that was one of the best. I really liked that flashback in that episode. Was that episode two?
1: Um, I think. I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, it's episode two. Uh, I, I that that actor or that actress, she she really, you know, that's probably her one and done role in the show. But she crushed it and left a lasting impression. And that is kind of strange that they put in the the honorific in there. That would be weird if like a whole episode, like if they made an episode about us. And I was just like, Mister Jimmy, <laughs> what what are we going to do about these 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 kids, Mister Jimmy? Uh, There's too many kids. <laughs> too
2: many.
1: <laughs> what Mr. are we going Jim- to do about them, Mister Jimmy? <laughs> Um, our next email comes in from Aaron jet, uh, Aaron G's, excuse me. Hey guys, I have a bullets baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pills, <laughs> I baby. I don't think that's how that works. Aaron, uh, that you missed in the last episode of the last of us that I must share because I lost my mind when I saw it. And this came in on, um, in late, January, So it could have been the second episode or so when I saw it on screen, I screamed, rewound the show, screamed again, and then had to explain to my non-gamer roommate why I was freaking out (laughs) (laughs) at one point when Joel, Ellie and Tess are walking through the abandoned areas of Boston, the camera zooms in on their feet, walking past a small stuffed animal on the ground.
0: Oh, yes. That stuffed
1: animal is a giraffe which fans of the game will know that giraffes have a oh, huge dude. meaning li- later on in the story and that small giraffe plushies are peppered all throughout the game to hint at what is to come. I included a photo from the show and then she did it's attached. Uh, <laughs> I was so very excited to see this and I hope this means uh, st- still keep one of my favorite moments from the game and the show. If this is hinting at what I think it is, love the show. Can't wait for more bolts and pills and episodes to come. Definitely Didn't miss it? that. None of us caught that. Yeah. Uh, plush. Good eye. Giraffe. I don't think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Uh, I do love
0: the foreshadowing because that is a magical moment, and I hope they keep it It in the show.
1: Good eye, Aaron. None of us caught that. Uh, The next email comes in from uh, Maureen, and it's just an interview answer from uh, Anna Torv, who played Tess in the show, that perfectly addresses the changes that happen from the game to the TV show. And it reads... Um, for this is from entertainment weekly, and this is Anna's quote. Then when I went in for hair and wardrobe and the whole bit, I love that they aged her up. She added, uh, the show is its own thing. We get to make it our own. In fact, as a non-gamer, the actress offered a unique perspective for fans who might find themselves upset at the ways the shows plot or characters occasionally deviate from the game. It's like a play, you know, she said, you have a really great play that gets put on in different cities with different casts and different actresses. And some productions lean this way or lean that way. But in the end it's ultimately the same story and the same characters, uh, when they're well-drawn. We had a couple of Tess's big, memorable lines still in it verbatim, she noted. I didn't consciously want to be different or consciously want to be replicating. I don't even think it's interpretation. I just think it's through a different lens. That's Anna Torv's quote on what it's like adapting another property.
0: Yeah, I really love this quote. Uh, I, I I wanted this to be in the, in the mailbag episode because I really loved her perspective on reimagining of of different stories because a lot of times if there's a beloved property like last of us and it's it's adapted to the film it's adapted to tv there are always going to be people who are like oh my gosh i mean hell like all the the controversy with people getting mad about bella ramsey being ellie that kind of shit right where it's like it's different from what i want it to be the exact same why did why was Bill the way Bill was in episode three it's different I don't like it yeah I was trimming my neck beard and then I looked over and uh, what the hell is this the last Jedi ruined my life <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, uh, so her interpretation I thought was like a really healthy way of viewing these type of things like it's just a, it's a stage play and if if anyone has gone to stage plays you can go see um you can go see something you can go see like oklahoma on broadway but if you go and see it down here at the aronoff where we live might be wyoming
1: it <laughs> might be wyoming
0: it could be it, it's functionally the same but they're always going to be slightly different nuances the way people play different characters the way things look on stage it's all going to be slightly different and it's just it's exactly what you said it's a different lens and i thought that was a very healthy perspective to have on properties being adapted
1: yeah really cool uh interview so Thank you for providing that. I don't think anybody that's really upset about Bella Ramsey or the last Jedi has seen a play. Oh, but, <laughs> so that might be the problem. I, I'm
0: literally talking to the void. Cause anybody who's upset about those things are not going to listen to me do that. What I just said, they'll to be like, huh, cook and move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our next email comes in from Samantha S with the subject line is stranger things. And the last of us, the same show parentheses. No, but there are some interesting parallels. Uh? <laughs> Tim Allen joins us um, and it says, hi, friends. Just wanted to send some love and appreciation for you all and the pod. I have been listening to your stra- uh, since your Stranger Things 4 recap oh, and I've joined back in to hear your thoughts on The Last of Us. Thank Admittedly, I've tuned in for the absolute hunk of a man that is Chris. I'm sorry, Pedro Pascal. But I'm staying <laughs> for the story and incredible acting of all cast members I've seen in episode one. Pedro Pascal. is a hunk. I had he you guys is. for a second, didn't I? Yeah.
0: <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh, hold on. Show me that screen. She Show meant, me that screen. She meant Jimmy. No one has ever described you as hunk.
1: No one. Except you. Literally no one. I
0: really like that bean pole, Chris.
1: <laughs> uh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if y'all noticed the parallels between Jim Hopper and Joel Miller. Both are emotionally guarded men who have lost their daughters, both named Sarah. And while we haven't seen much of Joel's character growth yet, I'm pretty confident he will develop into more of a father figure like Hopper has toward Eleven. Also, L. L e l eleven. I'm wondering if the Duffer Brothers played The Last of Us before or when writing Stranger Things and borrowed some inspiration from the game, considering the game came out before Stranger Things was released. Not sure, since I don't know when they started writing Stranger Things one. Anyway, thanks for reading. Love your show and recap so far. P.S. Oatmeal raisin cookies are good, but Heath bars suck. Also, I miss hearing Dr. Brenner on the show. Please tell him I hope he's doing well. Sam.
0: I'm doing pretty well post apocalypse,
1: Dr. Brenner,
0: good yeah. to hear hello, you. Hello, hello, it's me, Dr. Marty B. I've, I've cut out some, carved out some time in my schedule to come out of the Nina and make my thoughts of The Last of Us. Been no. chilling in
1: Nina a lot, huh? Yeah. That's where you watch The Last Absolutely. of Us, I bet.
0: You know, I, I really made a point, I really wanted to talk about something that happened in the most recent episode. Did you see that girl
1: clicker? That little <laughs> kid clicker? I did. Oh, my goodness. If At, you could train kids to have those kinds of powers. Oh,
0: she had the the, the sonic abilities of a bat. <laughs> and the way she was just flipping around. Oh, my goodness. You don't even need mind powers. To it's appreciate like no bones. That. One would have stood no chance. Jimmy, is that your name? Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: no bones, you say. Yeah. She's like jelly.
0: I'm going to write that down. <laughs> it's- uh, it's you know I, I I really love the idea of a little girl that can just eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> put that in the child fight, sell it on pay per view. We're gonna have money rolling in,
1: millions, millions and millions. We can charge extra to put them in the Nina. <laughs>
0: oh, have child fights in the Nina? No, sir. That's where that's Smarty bee special time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if Nina was like a little girl, man?
0: This is my buddy, Argyle. <laughs> Rev. Rago, he goes supposedly now.
1: <laughs> Whenever people talk about oatmeal cookies, man, I always think to myself, like, try before you deny, man. That's all. You could ever put oatmeal cookies on a pizza, man. Think about it.
0: <laughs> Fun little Stranger Things aside, uh, best friend of this pod, Phil, is just now starting to watch Stranger Things 4 this week. Oh, yeah. And one of the first things he texted me was a photo of Argyle that just said, fucking love this guy. (laughs) I was like, yeah, my dude.
1: So he denied before he tried, but uh, yeah, as Samantha said, I think there's a lot of parallels between Hopper and uh, Joel Miller. I don't know. I can't confirm if the Duffers, I would, I would have to bank on the fact that they did play the last of us for sure. Um, Well, the last of us is a game property. We are really seeing the, the, the
0: fruits being born from that game's influence. I love fruits. Uh, because games. Last of Us is really the progenitor, the one that kind of started, at least made popular this, this film trope of grizzled older man becomes unwanted father figure to young child that they must protect and shepherd across a dangerous journey. Like you see that all over the place now. And it really kind of got its roots from The Last of Us.
1: Well, I would argue, yes, popularizing um, yeah. the Cormac McCarthy novel, The Road, uh, which came out sure. long ago. Which sure. That's his actual son. But I mean, as far as like a man and young person traipsing through apocalyptic wilderness, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of it originates with, originates with Cormac McCarthy. But I think you're right that, that, you know, the way that The way that The Last of Us did it is much more like pop culture-y mm-hmm. uh, and entertaining and, and definitely something a lot of people wanted to replicate.
0: And it's fun that Pedro Pascal is- who is like the quintessential father figure. Yeah, him and
1: Grogu, He's, him and Ellie.
0: He was even in that like sci-fi movie where he had to protect a girl on like a planet of like space pirates or something. I forget what it was called, but it, it's the same thing. That's Star Wars. amazing. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. Pedro Pascal. He was a vampire on Buffy
1: the Vampire Slayer yeah. back in the day. Was no green? beard. Yeah. No beard. Interesting. Young man. Interesting. Uh, this next email comes in from Mary C., uh, and it's titled what's wrong with Frank in episode three. I have a theory. Y'all didn't mention. Hey guys, don't you think Frank has ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease? I think his symptoms line right up with ALS. And of course, there is no cure. That would make more sense than MS, which, effect, which is what we had kind of mm-hmm. p- hypothesized, yeah. which affects four times more women than men, whereas ALS affects 20% more men than women. Just my thoughts. Love the show. And I'm only watching The Last of Us because y'all are covering it. And I wanted to follow alongside and listen to you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. It's great so far. Thanks for the fun. Best, Mary. Uh, very yeah, good agree. theory.
0: I agree with Mary. I actually, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend about this cause she's, she's, she works at a hospital and she was also saying like, she thinks it's ALS and she was kind of describing to me why. And I was like, oh yeah, that, I, that I would agree. That probably sounds way more like it.
1: So, yeah. Symptoms line up. I just remember doing the ALS challenge with the ice buckets.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you do it? I what, did. It? What's ALS stand for?
1: I don't know. Mm. It's not ASL.
2: Mm. i are not talking about Sam here. Like
1: <laughs> we're not talking about Sam here. Uh, This next email comes in from Kim and it says, hi, new hi. to your pod, but loving it so far. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Never played the game, but love the show. And it makes me want to play. Is it better to have played the game first or do you wish you watched, a lo- uh, watched the show going in as a newbie? Um, mm. So all of us have played the game, Steven and Jimmy, many times. I played it literally weeks before the premiere of the show. Uh, so that I could have that kind of background and see the differences and nuances of the adaptation and have kind of more content to talk about in that regard. Um, I don't think there is a better way would be my cheap answer. Uh, I think it's really fun for longtime fans of the game to watch, watch it unfold so well uh, and be handled so well, which is rare for a video game adaptation or any adaptation. Yeah. really. There's always some disappointing things. Um but also I think I, that the perfect adaptation is one where you need no background in the property. It's it's being adapted to another medium. So you can come into it fresh for the first time and enjoy everything that the first time game player could enjoy. And I think that it I can't say for sure. Cause I played the game, but I think it's doing that. Absolutely. Um, so that's my answer,
2: Jimmy. Uh, I think I, I kind of wish I never played the game and watched a show. Like I know, um, the show's incredibly good and, it, and it, the changes in it are, are, are really well done. Um, but I think a lot of the fun for me is having played the game and been such a good fan of the game for so long. Um, and then them add up a, add a, adapting it into uh, into a show. Um, it's really fun to uh, to follow along and pick out the things that they pulled from the game, the things that they changed from the game. Um, so I, I I don't know. I, I don't think there really is a a better way
1: to do it. Like Chris said, um, Steve, if anything, it might, it might be distracting. Um, yeah, I yeah. That argue.
0: first episode was a little hard to not not hard, but it, I was kind of taken aback by how much I was distracted the whole time. Like, oh, that's just from the game. Oh, that's yeah. just from the game. Oh, that's just from the game.
1: Yeah, yeah I was constantly instead of just being immersed in the story. Right. Um, so I think it's good that you never played the game and just keep enjoying it. And if afterwards you want to go back and play it, I think there's plenty there. Um,
2: yeah, it'd be extra. fun to do it on like the reverse side. Like, yeah, watch the show and then go back and play the game
1: and be like, huh? See all that you making me play the game first? You fucked me, man. Yeah. <laughs> You fucked me. Our next email comes in from Katie S. Katie. And this is a tough one for me because last time Steve called me asinine. Uh, but it's called The Last of Us on that kiss quote unquote and says hi guys wait I called her as a You called me and oh, that was just okay. me talking I was going to say like what? I, <laughs> what did I do? I, did I black out? I had two teas <laughs> and popped off
0: <laughs> How many teas have I had today?
1: Hi guys love the show I did have a theory on that infamous kiss quote unquote between Tess and the infected dude I don't think it was a juxtaposition between that and the lack of goodbye kiss between Joel and Tess I'm with Steve on that one regardless of why the infected guy did that my question was why Tess Let it happen. Like I get she was infected at that point, but she's a badass and I'm sure her reflex would have been still to fight him off. I think she let it happen on purpose to give her time to get the lighter to work. If she had fought against it, the guy would have ripped her apart and she might never have gotten a lighter to work to blow up the building, which to me is pretty badass of her. Just my two cents. Thanks for the podcast. Love dissecting the episode with you guys every week. Uh, Kate.
0: I think that's my favorite theory so far of why that exists. Uh, yeah,
1: she's it's, she's uh, withstanding it mm-hmm. to to give Joel and Ellie time so she can
0: like light that lighter because it was given. It was being a real bastard that lighter.
1: That scene's not perfect. No. I do think the kiss is a hundred percent an artistic choice, but I concede that we have to agree to disagree. Between you, Kate and I, um, <laughs> <laughs> what was but, your, what
0: was your thing? I know you, you, you had told me like a fan theory that you read and I called that fan theory asinine, Yeah, but I don't think I called your like a, a opinion in the I moment. definitely
1: am leaning toward the interpretation, uh, that it was, there is a, an element to it, like why they did a creepy kiss. Is on purpose, especially in the context of a, she loves Joel and he won't reciprocate because he's emotionally incapable kind of way. I think that is a hundred percent intentional, um, personally, but. What that scene is not perfect for is a lot of like uh, blocking choices and like, there's like 70 fucking grenades at her feet and she's trying to light this lighter. Right. So it's just kind of frustrating from Mm -hmm. a perspective of like, she's a very battle hardened, crafty person. I know she's got a lot going on right now and she's distracted by the fact that she's a dying, Uh, (laughs) a dying, but pull a pin. There's rescue grenades everywhere. Yeah. Arnold would be so disappointed. Rescue the scene. You could rescue yourself. Let me see what you can do. (laughs) What
0: what is your leadership capabilities? (laughs) Do it. Come on. Do it. Kill me. Kill yourself. Ah. Put the cookie down and pull a grenade.
1: (laughs) Why did I wheeze? I'm getting so old. Sounded like Anthony the sniper.
2: I was <laughs> uh, trying tony. to say,
1: Tess. have you been pushing too many pencils? <laughs> you been pushing too many pencils? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. Uh, our I next, love that theory, Kate, though. Thank you. Our next email is from Jennifer K. Uh, Hi, guys. I am another one of your Stranger Things fans who only started watching The Last of Us so I could listen to your recaps. To hear that HBO, you son of a bitch. Give us screeners. I am loving them as (laughs) usual. I'm loving them as usual. My question is why do you think people are attracted to apocalyptic stories? I'm a person who has read The Stand at least five times. I think it's probably because it seems simpler than our complicated lives now with jobs, debt, bills, and other modern pressures. What do you think? Keep up the great work. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to. On Mondays, Jen Kay from Pennsylvania. Hmm. Jimmy, why do you think people love apocalyptic stories so much?
2: Uh, I just think the idea of it um, fascinates people, right? Like everybody is interested in thinking about what would happen If they survive the end of the world, be it, you know, a world war zombies um, and they can, uh, you know, just dive into uh, into the story a little bit easier. And uh, and maybe it's it's like an easy um, catch for for viewers. Right. Here's another post apocalyptic show that people are definitely going to watch. Now it's a little different that they're doing it. um, I mean, these are years after the big zombie boom that happened you know, in the early two thousands, mid, mid two thousands when every, everything that came out was zombie, this, zombie, that, um, but I think it, uh, people are just interested, um, in fantasizing
1: about what they would do. Maybe they're writing, taking notes, you know, everybody's
0: got a zombie plan, right? Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a morbid fascination kind of like when you ponder your own death or something like this is pondering the death of society. Um, but also it's something, there's something comforting about it. Like, like, like not you know, going to like work. Jennifer said, yeah, like not, it's, it's not. like a giant <laughs> playground in yeah. a way. As long as you got plenty of canned fruit and bullets, it's kind of like, Woo-hoo! Um, I think it could be an interesting. It's as it,
0: oh, it is. I don't have to shave my balls
1: anymore. <laughs> Thank I, God. I don't
0: <laughs> Maximum bush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's I think it's a it's a really interesting story device as well, because you can tell streamed line stories about like some really harrowing, dark, you know, parts of like what it means to be a humanity, but you remove that pesky society out of the situation. So you don't have to worry about like, well, why, why like they, they can't murder people here. The cops would just show up. Well, there are no cops or like, you can't do that. Phones exist. Well, there's no phones because you take all that out of there. So you can really focus on uh, a very particular type of story that might otherwise be harder to tell if it was set in a
1: functional world. Very true. It's like there's more narrative freedom mm-hmm. outside the confines. Freedom. Uh, our next email comes in from Kimberly M. Uh, and there's just one section of it. She wrote a really long email that that I loved very much, um, but mostly talking about episode three with Frank and Bill. Um, but she writes, also, when Frank and Bill, or when Frank told Bill to go take a shower— That was one of the most true moments in any love scene I've ever witnessed. When my husband and I watch TV, I get on his nerves so much because we'll be watching a survival scene or a scene where people just wake up and start kissing. And I'm always like, ew, no, neither one of them have showered for weeks or, uh crypt mouth kisses. He doesn't understand why I can't just enjoy the show. (laughs) I need realism, man. After all, when my man comes a calling, he knows the rules. Twenty-four years together, and that has been rule numero uno since day uno. If we are not clean, there will be no love scene. Um, I just so, thought I would I would read that. That's a t-shirt. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> embroider that and hang it up in my living room.
1: <laughs> I um, I can't relate, but I I, I respect it. Oh, you you're, you 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 roll in the muck.
0: And the mire.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> is that a quote from that uh, Nirvana cover? Uh, my girl. No, not my that one. Girl. No.
0: It is from a song, but I'm, I'm having the muck and, and the, the mire. mire. It's, But it's not
1: that one. What is song is that from? I don't know. We'll, we'll look it up. That, that definitely irks me. Um, no, I mean, I totally get it. You definitely want to brush your teeth and stuff like that. But also, um, th- so the first time, this is definitely TMI. Hey.
0: Hang me out to dry. Is that I hang think me out to dry. Maybe Frank. That I mean, song. Too, too, too many times.
1: Oh. Oh, oh. 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 oh, keep oh holy burr, shit. This is really driving me burr, nuts now. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, I said Muck one. and the Mire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know <laughs> <what I'm saying?
0: laughs> Cannot think of what that song is. Outside?
1: Muck and Mire lyrics. Frank just, is that just is knew a, is
0: where, where a cr- he
2: was going, so he was like, you're going to have to shower
0: yeah like there's definitely people like there's a guy i work with he's he's a freelancer that we work with often and the joke is like he carries so much gum on him like an absurd amount of gum like literally when he's
1: walking around cold war kids cold war kids now hang me up to dry why did that occur to me out of nowhere that is not anyway
0: way to go man you cracked it (laughs) (laughs) but this guy you can literally hear the gum rattling in his pocket because he has so much on him and it's because he's Almost got PTSD about his wife is so per- particular. Like, don't come at me unless you have like fresh breath. I will, I will dropkick you. Breath
1: is <laughs> breath is one said, thing for sure. Don't come at me, but like a little sweat, a little stank, that ain't always bad. And I think like the first time my wife and I yeah, were Yeah, sure. a little
0: sweat, a no. little stank, but two
1: weeks out in the bush, yeah, oh sure, two weeks, maximum <laughs> bush. <laughs> I was just thinking about like when my, my wife and I got together for the first time, we'd we'd both we worked together. And we had both worked like a long double shift at a pizzeria slash bar. Uh, you Did know. you order this large pizza? <laughs> 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 but you're right. Weeks out in the apocalypse. That's it's always meat. At least jump in the pond. I think about it a lot uh, with like medieval stories and stuff, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. I'm like, Ugh, what's going? <laughs> well, I, I I always I often find myself
0: thinking like it's even in this show like when the the infected are all like like in this most recent episode when they all compiling out of that hole, one of my first thoughts go was go on. Like, I bet that smells awful. Oh, like oh, when, yeah. that, when that hole <laughs> opens up and the stank just comes out and then <laughs> all these like half decomposed. Half fungus bodies come know, running out of funny you. Funny if
1: everybody's like, <laughs>
0: run them down. <laughs> like holding their nose.
1: <laughs> Just, I'm telling you, I thought about a couple grenades in that hole and there's no story there. The
2: only time I ever really thought about that, I watched, uh, Deadwood. You guys remember that show? Yeah. yeah. Uh, about I mean, all the sex that happens in that show and some all the, the sex. wild
1: west. And I was always I'm like, I bet that doesn't smell too. Yeah. Good. The West is even worse than medieval for some reason. because right. They're always like wearing and mud. <laughs> mud but like th- wearing three coats in yeah. the desert and shit. Like yeah, anyway, my balls have been profusely sweating all day, but I'm going to go get me a prostitute. I'm like the poor lady. Yeah. Um, so f-
0: funny thing. You bring up Deadwood. There is a, did you know, there was a last of us connection to the show of Deadwood. I did not. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the guy who voices Bill in The Last of Us plays Dan Doherty in Deadwood. Really? I think huh. it's, I think W. Earl Brown. I think is what I
1: wouldn't give to have Ian McShane in Last of Us somewhere. That would be a phenomenal casting. Just swearing As up, literally storm. anybody. He could have played Ellie, and I would have loved it. That. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would definitely yeah.
0: be an interesting choice.
1: You want to hear a joke, Joel?
0: <laughs> he just says the c word like nine hundred times <laughs> in a minute
1: um our next email comes in from beth h hey guys first i'd like to mention that although i've been listening to podcasts for years stranger streaming things is the first show to have my patreon support what? thank you so much Beth. thank you you guys are the perfect mix of class and crass that should be our damn tagline hell is streaming things c- c- class, class and, and crash. crash class and crass it's kind of hard to say class, class, and class and crass and coming for that ass. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> I'm so glad that I found you. My question. I think we have all had times in our, I'm not coming for that ass. I think we've all had times in our lives when we felt like Joel. That's why Frank made him take a shower. <laughs> when we felt like Joel, but needed a friend like Ellie, who is your Ellie? And what is your favorite thing about them that you're willing to share? Uh, from professor Beth.
0: So like a, a, f- a friend that, uh,
1: anybody, uh, Who's your Ellie? In life, in life. Hmm. Now, for Steve, it's easy. He has a dog who's literally named Ellie, and that's, that's true. I do. <laughs> she, who is named
0: after Ellie from the last? Or yeah, for Ellie in the Last of Us. Yeah, that's where she gets her name. She also, personality wise, is very much like Ellie from the Last mm-hmm. of Us. And it's it's an apt name. She's a little she's bit of a knife master. right now. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up at night and she says, holding it, looking at me, but instead of stabbing me, she tells me a joke. It's, it's a very weird relationship we have.
1: Um, uh, what about you guys? I think the obvious answer is my wife. Right. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's my son. Um, you know, somebody who's, um, t- calls me out on my bullshit. Cause my son, he doesn't have that filter yet. He's nine. So just say whatever, but he's also super sweet and supportive. Like my favorite thing about my son, um, is how much he cares for the other, the feelings of others. You know, like even I'll I'll say something self-deprecating and I've tried to watch negative self-talk and how that might rub off on him. Even though I do it supposedly jokingly, I actually am filled with self-loathing and that's probably why I'm doing that. Those quote unquote jokes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'll say something like, ah, you know, Hey, you know, I look fucking stupid today, but let's just go out anyway or whatever. And my, my son will stop me like, dad, no, I think you look great. What I a think, G. I, that is look a nice, so, I love your hat. And he'll start like picking out things. You know what I mean? Oh, like, what a guy.
2: He's cool as shit. Uh, I love my son. That's Mason. Mason's about to be my Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, my, mine would definitely be my wife. Uh, How many bricks has she thrown at people? Tons. tons. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know her a couple of years ago. Probably. For sure. Uh, she is the first person that I, I've been with um, that. Allows me to be me. I've I've dated a lot of women in the past, and always felt like I had to act a certain way. So, quick example: I come home the other night, and she's sitting at the table, and she's got a snack pack, um, pudding in her hand, and she's like, "Let's see if we can eat these without a spoon and see who wins." So, there's a video of us doing it, which I <laughs> smoked her, um, but immediately for her to just want to do that, um, and for me to be like, "Well, hell yeah," and not feel like I'm being judged. Um, other than it, on your speed. Yeah. Yeah. Sloperability. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, it a competition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she stood
1: no chance. One zero me for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, my wife, Mackenzie, uh, thank you for that thoughtful question, Beth. That's a good one. Uh, and our, and our next email comes in from, uh, sunny. Hello. Hi. hope you guys are doing well. I just finished episode five and my heart is still pounding and my tears have not dried. Same. I just want to quickly send a note to mention that I thought it was poetic justice that Kathleen was killed by a child. Looks like a young girl. It is Uh fungus zombie moments after she told Henry that kids die all the time. Great episode. Can't wait to hear your take on it. Um, you will have heard our take. We might've stolen that thought from you. Cause I definitely read this earlier today, but you're hundred percent correct. That it's a, a great poetic justice after mm-hmm. Kathleen's comments
0: hoisted by her own petard. Uh, it
1: all
2: comes back around.
0: My, 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 how the turntables
1: and, and props. Kansas city Karen's die every day, <laughs> Kathleen. Yeah. What's well, another one? Um, yeah. And I don't know what that actor's name is, but that we talked about it on, on Monday, but that, that kid is like a famous contortionist, gymnast, uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Very, very awesome little actor. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um Steve don't you have some stuff some questions of your own that you people oh, well have sent you? Oh we
0: do so we have a couple of questions sent in to us by our members on the Discord the streaming things Discord that you can be a part of if you go onto patreoncom Streaming things, always be plugging. Uh our first question um I believe I believe this question actually comes from uh Jordanesque Casey. On the Casey. Right uh at least I think so. She didn't she, Maybe. Didn't, she didn't write down if it, <laughs> who, who she didn't say who this was from so I'm assuming it's from her. Uh they write, "Who has impressed you the most so far? Why? If it's too hard to choose, you can mention two. Thank you for that leeway." <laughs> <It's very laughs> so, nice. who's impressed you the most so far on
2: the show? As far as actors, I yeah, I think so. Yeah, character, like really anything. Um, My first one would probably be Bella Ramsey. I didn't, uh, you know, she, was, I didn't really know much about her uh, other than the short little time she was in Game of Thrones. I've never really seen anything else that she had done, um, and I was on that 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 line when when they first cast her i was like you know who is this um definitely expecting somebody else um but i think she's embodied ellie to the core she's
1: absolutely slayed the dragon slaying the dragon (laughs) slayed that dragon Mm. i uh speaking of dragon (laughs) I'm, i'm i'm picking um ron swanson himself uh, and I'm a huge fan of Nick Offer. Of awkward. course, you would pick the
0: greatest man that ever
1: lived. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, there he is. I think. Um, Hello, Bill. Hello. <laughs> Bill, not Bill. I, you bodied the character, so I, I want to call you Bill. But Nick, um, when you were cast, <laughs> <laughs> I was excited from day one. Uh, but that episode, and a lot of it's the writers. But I think that he threw his whole heart into putting a uh, a life and a backstory to a character that was. Um, there was a caricature in the game, you know, and, uh, was a stereotype was a joke and I was not prepared for the level of uh, intimacy and movement that I felt from his character. And I think uh, he did something, uh, really outside of the norm for him, you know, cause Nick's a very sweet man, very well educated, but he's also kind of a, a man's man comedian, not in a Tim Allen kind of way, but he's known for, uh-huh. he's, a, he, he's a famous woodworker, um, really cool like uh down to the salt of the earth kind of probably has a flip phone kind of guy that's that's what you know about actually
0: it's a nokia
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll play snake you never know when you need to throw a brick at a man Mm -hmm. and uh, so you have this nokia (laughs) he got his cadence down perfectly so i'm gonna give it to nick offerman that that surprised me the most i think what about you steve oh my gosh this
0: is a little hard because a lot of people have impressed me i so i guess like i'm not gonna give it to pedro is it me to you. it's you it was always you
1: my coverage is i'll, take a, shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take a shower no it, uh, so it's, i'm not gonna give it to pedro because like i i kind of expected him to be to crush it as soon as they announced it was him like well yeah of course um Almost same with Bella Ramsey because I knew she had that fire in her because she was uh, Lana Mormont and Game of Thrones. And as soon as they said that, I'm like, hell yeah, she could pull that off. She's got that spunk, that fire, that pizzazz, that Ellie has. Moxie. That moxie. Uh, So really, it it comes down to like the ancillary characters. And part of me was like, do I give it to Nick Offerman? Because he was incredibly impressive. Do I give it to, I already forget the actor's name, the guy who played Frank because I wasn't expecting that to be so fun. But I think at the end of the day, the person that's impressed me most is – kievon woodward Woodward, yeah um this, super sam sam this, this is a little boy that i i never heard of him before i'm not familiar with his work at all and in the one episode that he really gets to shine he just like took me on a roller coaster of emotions and i was just weeping that and I'm, I'm 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 almost upset and mad that i don't get to see him in the show anymore because he was just that great and adorable and lovable and i just so sad that he was gone
1: yeah, it was a heartbreakingly good performance. Him hey, and Lamar Johnson. Cha- I almost said Lamar Johnson as well. Yeah, both um, of them are great. I was like, is that just because we recorded episode five? But I mean, they were that good. Mm-hmm. They will be the among the standouts uh, of, of all of season one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Moving on. This
0: question comes in from Ruben. Uh, lovely guy, Ruben. Ruby uh, he Rubes. Writes, <laughs>
1: Ruby, 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 Ruby. <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's Ruby Soho. Hell yeah. <laughs> a rancid fan in the, in the audience. Uh, he writes, since I know you guys played the game, which character would you be more interested in knowing more of through flashback stories that we didn't get in the game? Uh, presumably, I think he's kind of hinting towards what we got with Bill and Frank, how they had like an extended flashback that mm-hmm. fleshed out their characters a lot more so than what we saw in the game itself. Are there any characters like that? I have an, I, I have an opinion, but it's I don't I, I'm hesitant to talk about this character because we haven't met them yet.
1: Yeah, that's what's tough. There aren't too yeah. many characters in the game, and uh, a, l- a couple of them we haven't even seen yet.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I I would be just interested in in learning about the the twenty years that Tommy and 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 uh, Joel were together, and I'll I'll just leave it at that. Tommy, Joel, and
0: Tess, like yeah. the adventures, like what was the group of people they rolled with, right? Well, the traps they were setting in the highway, pretending yeah. to be injured.
1: I agree, and I also expected. Um, <clears throat> Like I said, there was, I talked about this a little bit, mostly in the discord fireside chat. Uh, There's ancillary characters that we, that don't even exist that I would love to have seen, uh, especially in flashback. Um, What I expected from this episode going, and I was initially very disappointed until that hole opened up and then uh, all hell broke loose. The The stank stank. came out and I love it. As I talked about earlier, after a double shift. Just
0: a fog bank of (laughs) fungal growth.
1: I, um, uh like the sewer section it's one of my favorite parts of the game we talked yeah. about it on yeah. our recap on monday and i really was shocked that they blew through that so quickly and i fully expected Back a couple episodes ago, we predicted there'd be a flashback opening every single episode. And I thought for sure that this one would start with the story of Ish and Danny and those people. And we'd actually see those people. I I thought, like, what a perfect thing to do now that you have a TV show. You can do this. You can actually show them and then have Joel and Ellie walk through. And how sad would that be? Because that's how you mimic the the feeling of having these notes to read. I'm still actually to this moment a little shocked that's not the way they went with it, Mm -hmm. Um, even though it was an incredible episode. It's an
0: incredible episode, but I think if they did that in this episode, it would have been a big sidestep to the story they were currently telling. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they could. It would be very hard to fit that in on top of everything else that was going on without it feeling disjointed and not cohesive,
1: if that makes sense. I mean, I would argue they did that a few times successfully in the beginning episodes, you know, you get this whole storyline with uh, with Ratna wandering through Indonesia and like this. Sure. Well, maybe if
0: they started episode four with the flashback of Ishmael and all of them in the tunnel. Sure. Maybe. And I'm just saying like, you don't put it in between four and five. That's that fair. Sense. That's fair. Uh, because by the time you get to five, kind of a then you cliffhanger get into the thing.
1: tunnel, you're like, Oh,
0: that was the, yeah, the thing. That'd be
1: great. Yeah. Cause they could have done like a whole thing with like, Ish, just like writing the notes or something and just a uh, voiceover, you know, anything small would have been like, ha ha. Yeah. Kind of Cool thing. But but yeah, so yeah. that's my answer is just like not no one specifically because Jimmy stole like the real one is like, I think the most compelling cheap answer is the, I'd love to see huh. Joel. 10 me, you know, what I mean? yeah. the main I didn't like see more of the main character, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's the answer. Like, right. I want to know all that shit Joel did and, and run around with Tommy and Tess when they were younger. That'd be fun. You know, Marlene might be an interesting character to get
0: more backstory on. Yeah, like she's, she's, I mean, she's a cool character, a, but I agree. I, the only thing we really know about her past is that she recruited Tommy, but like, what was she doing before that? Mm. Uh, before she, what made her join the Fireflies? How did she become the leader of it? How was she running the, or just like the, the Boston the, resistance? The origin of the Fireflies. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a that'd cool, be cool story.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. But. Uh, the, the 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 one i wanted to say was uh, david do you remember that guy in the game yeah uh, oh yeah that would be a crazy flashback yeah. if they do that so i won't say anything more on that one but keep an eye out for david what if uh, he's just like a third grade teacher uh, hello uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> I don't know why he gave that <laughs> Hello, Hello. I, This is perfect yeah. Open your textbooks to page 25 <laughs> We will be reading How to kill a
1: mockingbird <laughs> <laughs> Why is he going to be an English teacher? I disagree I Definitely start. a math teacher
0: Because I'm not smart enough to pull up a lesson plan for math <laughs> right. We're going to learn gonna tables gonna learn Fractions,
1: how to divide How to multiply triangles. Sometimes you flip them
0: there's I, Isosceles, R- of twos. <laughs> Romulus. Up <laughs> to Romulus. It's like triangles. The, whole, the home planet of the Romulans.
1: <laughs> Romulus. It's also a Roman figure Romulus and Remus. Um, <laughs> rhombus. Yeah, here's rhombus. This. There we go. I like how Chris is like, Here's the
0: real thing. And I'm like, Safe <laughs> face stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next question is from Anza, the one and only Belgish fan. <laughs> Enza writes, Based on your personality. Insert yourself in the show. Oh, go on. Who would you be? <laughs> in, in the show. Okay, in the show. Okay, okay, okay. Insert bill. yourself in the show. Uh, who would you be? What would your role be? Would you survive? I added that last part.
1: Well, I'd like to take you back to when somebody asked me about my place in the story of House of the Dragon. I think she's teeny you up for this. And I was getting my cheeks clapped in Flea Bottom. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Where would I be in The Last of Us, you ask? <laughs> I'd be collaborating in Kansas City, (laughs) selling my ass for apples on the low low.
0: I thought you were going to say, like, I'm the I'm the sad boy that the Raiders fuck in between (laughs) pillaging villages.
1: Willing, though, that's how I survive. That's how I get my food. Here, get down uh, in your ground <laughs> and give me your shoes. <laughs> I'll just suck your dick. <laughs> I didn't. I don't want you to do that. I will. I just asked for directions. <laughs> yeah, I, just,
0: I was just gonna take your shoes. <laughs> Alright, man. We'll let you go. Just, just, <laughs> just get away from us. Are you, no?
1: just, are you sure? <laughs> just don't suck my dick. <laughs> That's my defense against everybody, including clickers. Can't see me, but you can feel me.
0: So if, if the zombie apocalypse actually happened, whether it's the Last of Us version or any other version of zombies, I'm dying on infected base. I am not lasting long. I'm the person who's like, oh, no, there's a, a puppy. I got to save the puppy. Oh, I'm eating. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> I'm pulling
1: a Henry on day one if I have to, just because it's like I'm very high maintenance. I take home appraisal yeah, for my acid reflux. i like a, like a fifth of pot. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got eczema medicine. Like, I need a lot of stuff to make my life even remotely livable. My anxiety level is high. I'm just, nothing's worth it for me. And I've been sober 11 years. I've thought about this a lot. And I'm like, am I going to break into the pharmacy on day one of the <laughs> I think we've about this. We're like, if the end of the world starts, we're getting high. <laughs> for sure. I'm finally going to do it. Yeah. I'm not even going to care. You're going to be like, gonna care. Steve's going to show, Chris, I got a bunker. I'm like, chill out, man. Chill out, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd like to think I'd last for a, a decent amount of time. Um, you have a backpack. Yeah, I have a backpack. I'm familiar with weapons. He's already
0: one leg up against me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's got a backpack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to shoot things. So I think I'd be... I think I'd last pretty long. I think the the emotional connection, like whether or not to trust somebody, is what would probably end up getting me killed.
1: Yeah, like, you're I'm definitely like, going to
2: get duped. Yeah. i am like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, like <laughs> damn, you you look like a nice guy. <laughs> trying to suck my dick. <laughs> and so then they kill me.
0: In this situation, Chris trumps all of that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's how I get you. <laughs> through the power of the, mil- the mouth. <laughs> and through that mouth, yeah. <laughs> The mouth of Sauron over here is going to survive the zombie apocalypse.
2: The mouth of Sauron.
0: I just love like any film property we imagine ourselves in. One of your holes is being violated.
1: I know my place in the universe. Can't wait for the servicing servicing. No, I mean, I can't fight there very well.
2: I would like to think I'd be like Denzel in the book of Eli. Right. Just murder people willy-nilly and just be really good at it but i don't think you would be. yeah <laughs> depends on the level of if it's definitely not with
1: a machete and no nah, i'm not
2: getting that close <laughs> for sure
0: i feel like at one point if i managed to survive like a couple weeks with at the point where there's like raiders and shit i would be the guy that like puts up a tr- like half-heartedly puts up a fight but the moment they like shoot at me I'm like guys ah i'm going home i'm not playing anymore <laughs> I'm not playing anymore. Wait, I don't wait. do this. You're like, stop, stop, stop. Wait, wait, stop, wait, wait. Stop, stop, <laughs> I know the guy that sucks your dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the last question sent in to us from Discord. And I believe the last question of the evening for our mailbag.
1: We appreciate everybody that uh, took time and effort out of their day to send in questions. You can continue to do that. We might do another one. We'll probably do a Yellow Jackets mailbag at some point if you're listening to that coverage. Um, but always write in. Um to streamingthingspod at gmail.com or or send us uh DMs on Instagram or tweet us on Twitter or or message us on the Discord. We love talking to you. We don't answer each and every single one, but I can assure you I read each and every single message and email that comes through. Um it's actually probably something that's pretty bad for my mental health because it's it's definitely a thing that I do and it takes a lot of time, but I can't always respond to every one of them. But I feel like a completionist need to at least like receive what's being sent to me because i know you guys are spending time and effort to do that so we appreciate you each and every one of you um so thank you absolutely that, that's all the time we have for right now my name is chris i'm jimmy and i'm c and this is streaming things happy streaming
2: right.
0: it's the end of the episode in the month of february the month of the so it's time to show some love to our brand new patrons this month. Uh, in our Try Before You Deny section, we welcome David Malfara, the Marty B VIP producers. We welcome Tonmei Jane, Garrett Pratt, Michael Brook, Professor Beth R.N., Veronica, Ode Biankers, Ibsliz, Droog, Samuel T., Drew Watkins, Brett Logue, Joseph Bowen, Kaylee Sampson, Nick, and Stephanie Bennett. Uh, in the chocolate pudding producers section, we welcome none other than Renzo 20, Claudia Garver, Kristen Glenn, Amanda Brown, John Cavett, Bruce Cullum, Maria Rojas, Candace Hensley, Logan Loftus, Hannah W., Kenneth Singletary, Matthew Unden, Carol Ann Quinn, Dan Wells, Max Grabinski, Kelly Nealon, Hannah T.S., Aurelio Reyes, Valerie Fraser and Andrew Edelman. And finally, in the Friends Don't Lie Producers tier, we welcome Baby Bella Twinkie Butt of Spotty Bottom. Maybe the greatest patron name in the history of patron names. And that has been our brand new patrons that we want to show our love to thank you.